that nation, I need your help. We are trying to get to 30,000 subscribers by the end of the football season. But before we get to that, we got to get to 23K. So let's get to Marshawn Lattimore's number, 23,000 subscribers. We are currently at 22,586. Shout out to all of our recent subscribers. Our video's been popping off. They've been going crazy. And I do just want to say this. I apologize for no video yesterday. Trade deadline went crazy. I was producing a lot of content here at Chat Sports. But if you want me to make more content every single day, if you want a video seven days a week, help me out. If we can get to 23,000 subs, I bet that'll happen. All right, guys, so I want to just talk about this real quick. We're going to be discussing some free agent targets that I think the Saints should at least make a call, could possibly call, and could potentially sign. And I will say this. Before I get to that, I want to set the tone here and say I do think that the lack of moves at the trade deadline, it makes me believe that the Saints think that they have their guys. Dennis Allen has preached multiple times. They're not making changes at coaching. They're not going to do this. They're not going to do that. Seems to be the same case with the players. They were not active at the trade deadline, but that doesn't mean they didn't try. So there's a couple of players I want to talk about. First is so close, yet so far. Almost a Hunter Renfro and Derek Carr reunion. Ian Rappaport, he reported that New Orleans tried to get the wide receiver from Las Vegas, but apparently due to finances, the deal fell through. The Raiders today did fire Josh McDaniels. Maybe they want to see if Hunter Renfro can be a part of their offense without him. The money isn't there. It'd be like that. Oh, well. Would have loved to see him in New Orleans. However, I also understand why it didn't go through. But I also want to talk about Josh Uche. He's an edge rusher for the New England Patriots. In his career, 54 tackles, 15 tackles for loss. Um, and then he has two sacks as well as 28 quarterback hits. The Saints tried to make a call. A lot of teams called, apparently, about this player, New Orleans being one of them. And before Seattle signed Frank Clark, they were also a team that called about Uche. But they tried to make something happen. It looks like they were trying to be buyers. Mickey Loomis saying they didn't want to sell any pieces away. They were actually trying to add pieces. So there you go. That's what happened for the New Orleans Saints at the trade deadline. But let me know, Saints fans. What are your thoughts on the Saints staying pat? Are you happy? Are you sad? Do you wish they would have made a move? Are you glad that they didn't give up any draft capital or a player they currently have? Just let me know, Saints fans. Just give me a simple H for happy or an S for sad. And don't forget to hit that thumbs up icon. All right, so I do want to say this before I also add into our five free agent targets. I don't believe that the Saints have a ton of needs. I think that they actually have a very talented roster. And if you can iron out the mistakes... If you can clean up some of the coaching, if you can clean up some of the minimal issues like pre-snap penalties, like stupid holding penalties, like dumb pass interference calls, like random offsides calls, like, you know, just simple stuff. If you can iron out the very simple mistakes, if you can fix the minor issues, I do believe that more success can come. And I think that that's what New Orleans thinks as well. I think the coaching staff does believe that they have a talented roster. There's a lot of veterans. There's a lot of depth. There's a lot of talent. And this team has players who have won in the big dance. That being said, it all has to come together. It's starting to feel like the wheels are kind of getting to that vibe. They're kind of getting into that motion. But I don't want to jinx it. So I'm just going to say this. I think that more success can come if they can iron things out. But my first free agent target, and if honestly, this is the top guy that I would go and add. 
on any of any uh, out of any name on this list. It's Leo Collins, and let me tell you this: it's kind of crazy that a player of his caliber is still available right now. I mean, look at the PFF grades last year. In almost a thousand snaps, he had an overall grade of fifty-seven point nine. Sure, that doesn't make you say, "Holy cow, that's incredible!" But the pass blocking grades. Not that good. Run blocking grade, though, not bad. And Trevor Penning, there's question marks around him. James Hurst has been dealing with some issues, some injury issues. And Leo Collins, he has a lot of high upside. However, he isn't the same player he used to be, so I do just want to say that. And in terms of James Hurst, we mentioned his name. He was dealing with an ankle injury. He was back at practice today. He was spotted participating as a limited participant in practice for New Orleans today, so I hope to see him back on the field. The overall PFF grade for James Hurst, 52.4. He is a player that I think New Orleans does value highly. Obviously, it makes things a little bit better, too, because when you have Andrews Pete playing at tackle, it's just like it, it worked, it was okay, but like that's not how it's supposed to be. That's not how things are supposed to go. So let's just get back to normal. Let's get back to healthy, all that. So James Hurst was at practice. Hopefully he can be good to go this weekend. Another offensive lineman to mention, it's a good name, Taylor Lewan. I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. I mean, he's got the Boston with the Boys podcast. He's very involved with Barstool Sports and getting content out for him. I just personally don't think that he's going to come back to the NFL. I doubt it. I, I just truly doubt that Lewan returns to the NFL and, He's a good player, and he, there's always the funny clips. There's the legendary, you know, doing that to Josh Norman. He's a guy who, even if he was wanting to come back and play, I would be interested in having him. But that being said, he's got some injury stuff. He just, like, I know that Lawan himself has said he doesn't think that he, or that he would be open to coming back, but, like, I don't think it's going to happen. But I do want to give a quick shout-out to today's presenting sponsor, Price Picks. Shout out to Prize Picks. If you go to prizepicks.com and slash CLNS and you use code CLNS, you will get a first deposit match up to $100. Now, Prize Picks are the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their numerical projected stats, just like you see on screen. For this week, I'm rolling with more on Tua Tagovailoa. I think that he can really dominate this weekend. I think that he could be a good player against the Chiefs defense. And I'm also going to take less on Patrick Mahomes. 295 and a half is a lot. I'm going to go less. I know that I have that saying, life's too short to project the less, but I'm going to go less on Patrick Mahomes. There's no Taylor Swift there. Do we know if Taylor Swift's going to be there? I don't think so. But point being... Go check out Prize Picks. Download the app. You go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Use promo code CLNS for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Links available in the comment section and in the description of this video. All right, so another player that I want to talk about is Matt Ioannidis. He is a talented football player, and the fact that he's available to me is kind of crazy. Look at the last four years for Ioannidis. 37 tackles in 2022. Five tackles for a loss and one sack. Nine quarterback hits. Solid production, if you ask me. I mean, I think that that's not terrible. And plus, it's not like you need him to be a starter. It's not like you need him to be super involved. I mean, look at 2019. Those numbers were pretty good. But the guys that you already have on your roster, they're good. 
I will say this. I really want to see the run stop be a little bit better. I want to see this team get to the quarterback that much more. So I think that a guy like Ioannidis could, could you know, play alongside the guys you see on screen pretty well. I mean, the production is there. The production is solid. That being said, today's chat stats segment, New Orleans ranks 15th in run defense across the entire NFL. It's not good. It's not what you want. Teams that make runs in the postseason and teams that have a busy postseason aren't teams that have a 15th overall run defense. You got to play better. You got to produce more. You got to stop the run. There's so many times that New Orleans just lets up one big play, and it goes to bite them in the ass. I can't tell you how many times that I've seen it, not just this season, but the last few seasons. It's honestly really frustrating. It, it, it's upsetting that we even have to see New Orleans um, try to like stop runs against bad running backs. Like They can't even do that sometimes. It's just one big play, one big breakaway. If you stop that, I really think that this team could be really good. Maybe Matt Ioannidis is the guy who can make that happen. But let's talk about the linebacker position. Corey Littleton, he's an interesting guy. So Corey Littleton most recently has played with the Houston Texans. He's also had time with the Carolina Panthers, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Los Angeles Rams. Last season, he only played in six games, but the seasons before that, in 2022 with Carolina, he had 47 tackles. And in 2021 with the Raiders, he had 98 tackles. Linebacker Corey Littleton could be a guy to maybe throw in the rotation with this current group. Pete Werner, he's a stud. Demario Davis damn near leads this team in tackles. I'm pretty sure he actually does. Zach Bond, it, uh, it's just so freaking hard to move on from that one damn play against the Texans. And it's not that that's the problem. Like, I want to talk about Zach Bond in a second, but Nephi Sewell, DeMarco Jackson, Ty Summers, also on this depth chart. Maybe you go and bring in a guy like uh, Corey Littleton to get into the rotation as well. So let's talk about the linebacker production. Because Zach Bond pisses me the F off sometimes. Like, he'll go and make a big play here and there. And then you're like, oh, shit. Bond's back. Like, he is the guy. Like, let's go. But then he'll pull some buffoonery, catch a pick, catch the first interception of a rookie quarterback's career, and then somehow it results in positive yards for that same offense. Like, Zach Bond, I, I, ah, ah, like he just hasn't panned out the way New Orleans wanted him to. He's good, in the, he's good to go blitz the quarterback. He's good to go and attack a player, but he can't drop back in coverage, and I just don't know if that is a thing that I want to do. Corey Littleton, I'm not saying that he can go back and drop back in coverage. In his career, the most pass deflects or pass breakups he's had is 13 in 2018. That was forever ago. That being said, I just don't like Zach Bond necessarily getting regular reps at linebacker. God, like, it just, it's nothing against him. He just hasn't panned out, and I want to see this team play better. Last name I want to talk about, Melvin Ingram. And sure, this is a name that you look at this list, you're like, dude, who, like, Melvin Ingram, he's still around? Like, he could still possibly play football? I mean, yeah, look what he did last year. 22 tackles, six sacks, seven tackles for a loss. The numbers are down, but holy cow, six sacks? That's pretty impressive. And one thing I do also want to add about Melvin Ingram is that it seems like he's a player that free agency kind of just gets going and he doesn't end up on a team until much later. 
So when you, like, I just want to talk about these sack numbers real quick. In 2022, he had six sacks. 2021, he had two. But in 2019, he had seven. 2018, he had seven. 2017, he had ten and a half. This is a player that can make a lot of, or create a lot of pressure in the backfield for opposing offenses. And quite honestly, the Saints need eight to do a much better job at creating chaos and creating problems in the backfield for opposing offensive coordinators, quarterbacks, and coaches alike. All right, honorable mention, and this is more just for the homecoming aspect of it, and because there's reports that the Saints wanted to go get Hunter Renfro, a slot guy. If you really want a slot guy, if you really want to add somebody you're that desperate, go get Jarvis. Jarvis Landry, he is he's a stud, man. Like, I, I really wish that he would have panned out better last season. Um, he obviously dealt with a lot of injuries, but that being said, if you remember what he did when he made plays, the impact he had, he put his body on the line. He gave every single snap everything he could. Jarvis Landry was clutch in that uh, Falcons win. He was clutch in the almost win against the Vikings in London. Jarvis Landry, had he stayed healthy, I think could have been an actually very impactful player for the New Orleans offense. That being said, obviously injuries had the best of them. Seems to be the theme of his career. But if you really want a wide receiver that, you know, is a veteran presence, that he also has some familiarity with the team, you didn't get Hunter Renfro, but you could go get Juice. So you tell me, Saints fans, do you think that New Orleans needs to sign somebody? Just give me a simple yes or a simple no in the comment section. Once again, I do apologize for this video coming out so late. Our Raiders report, they're live for 24 straight hours, and I had to go reproduce for that for eight hours straight. So I'm sorry that this video is out late. I do love every single one of you. Houdat Nation, we will be back tomorrow with more content, with more videos. So don't forget to subscribe. Hit that thumbs up icon. Y'all stay golden. We'll see you next time.